0: influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money only on Money FM 89.3. I'm wearing my favorite perfume today. It is um it looks like, you know, beautiful amber. It reminds me of the sunlight in my favorite resort, Blue Mountains over in Australia. Um it has, you know, scents that remind me of uh, of growing up, you know. Lots of vanilla, um my favorite baking scent. So no, I don't smell like a bakery, but I saw <laughs> I <laughs> this is my favorite scent because it evokes for me, you know, feelings of warmth and, and and family and food and vacation in a way. So, yeah, that's what I'm wearing this morning. What are you wearing and have you always wanted to perhaps start your own luxury fragrance house? Well, today meet a woman behind... Maison de Laisse founded in Singapore. It's a luxury fragrance house and a brand that has partnered with fifth generation perfumers from France to create perfumes that showcase materials sourced from around the globe. I'm Michelle Martin and this interview is part of a special series featuring speakers in collaboration with The Peak Magazine's Next Gen Leaders Series. She's an ex-gen leader. Elizabeth Liao is the founder of Maison de l'Azé. Welcome, Elizabeth. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Thank you, Michelle, for having me.
0: Great to speak with you. Can you tell us more about your luxury fragrance house? What is Maison de L'Aise? Sure.
1: Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, Maison de L'Aise is a luxury perfume house and we're based here in Singapore and we produce niche perfumes. the um, The company was first conceptualized in 2018 and we launched only in December of 2020 last year. Um, Personally, for me, I mean, I've always had an affinity for finding platforms that allowed me to express meaningful points of reflection. And that's the creative side of me I've always had as a kid. And it was always a passion that I wanted to turn into something more than a personal project. So as you mentioned, I think about stories and everyone has stories. And for me, I realized there were many stories and observations of life that I wanted to express, you know, from my own travels and experiences, mm. both as a global citizen and someone who came from Asia and returned to Asia. And I realized I wanted this to be part of my mission, uh, to share these with people and have an opportunity to make people feel emotions and interpret things or places differently through my olfactory stories. And that was when I started the company.
0: So it took two years from ideation to actual execution. That is, uh, to use a word that we're using quite a bit this morning, quite a long runway. So what yeah. was going on in those two years?
1: Oh, a lot of it. I mean, if you if you look at niche perfume, a lot of it is driven by stories, right? It's driven by... Um, that creative freedom in developing a fragrance that retraces our emotions mm. and our olfactory memories, and I think that's the difference between a niche and a mass perfume, because of the creative time and approach that leads us to the eventual product. So uh, it really I really wanted to spend time, mm-hmm. I think, on a creative process before I actually launched uh, the product.
0: A lot of care went into the products. Then
1: definitely, yeah.
0: When and how did you decide, Elizabeth? Let's get to know you a little bit better. When did you decide okay. on a switch and focus in your career? Maybe you can share with us what you did prior to the founding of Maison de Laisie. Sure. Sure.
1: Um, I graduated in quantitative and investment finance, and my first job was completely different <laughs> from what I'm doing now. It's in stock exchange. Before I moved on to private equity. I was based in Dubai for a while, and then I took a sabbatical and decided finance wasn't my thing, mm. and I wanted to go down a more creative path, which I always felt was more natural for me. I, I did my master's in arts business in London, and that's where I've, I've been in the arts industry for 10 years, where I was um, working across all spectrum on the business side uh, of the visual arts. In doing so, I've enjoyed, you know, and exposed myself to some of the greatest artworks in the world, all in Europe, U.S., and Asia. So I I do think my path has been an interesting one. It definitely involves starting from zero a couple of times, but that never scares me. I think what scares me more is not living authentically. Um, And, you know, we learn from our experiences. So I'm very thankful for the career path that has led me to where I am today because I feel it's exposed me to many different perspectives and allowed me to extract uh, the, the positives to form a very unique position. And so I, I think all that really came together in, in terms of uh, how I approached this, this new company.
0: Fascinating. So were there any perfumers in the family? Where did this love for fragrances or this decision that, yes, this is going to turn into a business, where did that come from?
1: Oh, no, there are no perfumers in the family. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think when I... When I I mean I knew I could create beautiful perfumes. I just didn't know if there was room in the market for it. Right. So it is for about yeah, mm-hmm. it is very crowded. Um and I think, you know, for two years when I studied the market and and understood what is out there, I felt confident that what I had to offer was uniquely positioned and that there was a global audience for what I was offering. So I mean of course the entrepreneurial path mm-hmm. is a different question altogether and I think to first, uh, to be an entrepreneur, we must first be consumers. And I felt with this gap uh, in the market for the perfumes I was creating, this was something that I wanted to look into. And then I started taking courses myself. Everything I learned is self-taught and learning from the stories of world-renowned perfumers and understanding their philosophies and principles when it comes to perfumery.
0: You tried your hands at creating your own scents? You, you did courses to do
1: this? Yes, I did. I started uh, really, really getting my hands deep into this to understand the whole construction behind a perfume, um, the different ingredients involved. And currently, uh, we also work with perfume consultants Mm -hmm. to ensure that the quality is consistent and that the olfactory trajectories are unique compared to what's out there in the market.
0: Yeah, you know, I think on your website it says um, that you fuse French perfumery traditions Mm -hmm. with Asian Mm -hmm. influences. I wanted Mm -hmm. to understand what that meant a little deeper. How exactly is this done?
1: So French perfume approaches um, the construction of perfumes a bit differently um, from what's out there in in the mass offerings. Um, And a lot of people do ask me, what is this Asian approach that I take? So it's, it's really about it's really about telling the stories um, and the emotions that, that are portrayed through the fragrances. These are stories that I feel overlap uh, with people. Um, and obviously, the unique positioning is that this is an Asian brand. Um, so it is a very, it's, it's, a, it's a very, I feel, unique offering where we try to convey these stories that come from Asia, but at the same time appeals to um, a global audience.
0: I like the fact that you have Music Incorporated, you have playlists on your website, right? So people could pick a yeah. scent and then play a playlist about, you know, what you hope the scent will evoke. Is that, is that how the playlists work? Why are they there?
1: Yes, yes. I, I think because that's, I mean, that's part of my creative process. Um, the way I approach this is very much storytelling. It's very much almost filmmaking. Um, and it's a very immersive experience. Yeah. which is what I want people to experience, you know. So it's not a product that I want to sell. It's actually mm. it's actually emotions and stories. It just happens to come in the form of a beautiful uh, perfume, right? And I want these perfumes to be an accompaniment to daily life.
0: The thing with perfumes is everybody writes their own story on on a scent, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, they do. So you
0: produce a perfume that evokes memories of your late mother. I wonder if you can describe for us what went into creating that. Oh, okay.
1: Well, my my mother passed uh, about two years ago. Um, And, you know, like with all other people who have mothers, we all have mothers, we know what it feels like uh, to have that loss. And for me, it was very difficult at the time to articulate um, the memory of her, you know. And when I say memory of her, I really mean the unconditional love um, that came from her. And because at the time already I was already dabbling in, in, in perfume and I came up with this fragrance that I thought completely captured what I felt uh, was the essence um, of unconditional love, how, how that fragrance, and the fragrance itself, it's called Mother Love, uh, mm-hmm. and it's chapter one. Uh, and for me, it really captures a very comforting and uh, a very um, uh, enveloping sense of love when I wear it yeah and and thankfully, a lot of people who have worn it also also find that it it conveys that same emotion yeah
0: lovely, beautiful now do you have three fragrances available presently?
1: Yes, I do. So, Chapter 1 is the opening series, and because Singapore is where my roots are, mm-hmm. the story of the House of Asia, which is the name behind the brand, it begins here. So, every chapter launch has three unique fragrances and a room scent, and these have been received very well, uh, and we'll be launching various chapters in time, all based in different countries from Asia. Chapter 2 will be launched this year, uh, and we're very excited about that story uh, and lineup of fragrances that are already developed. So this second chapter is inspired by a land that dared me to dream, and I can't wait to start telling that story. Over time, you'll see more additional chapter launches every year, new narratives, new themes, and we hope to build a community to share the stories with.
0: So Chapter 2 draws its inspiration from here, Singapore?
1: No, it will be a different country uh, with a completely different theme. So every, every chapter has its own emotional theme around it. Okay, can you give us a hint?
0: Is this country here in Asia or
1: a different <laughs> is, continent? It no, it's all based in Asia. It's all based in Asia. Um, but I'd rather keep that as a surprise. It's coming out real soon. It's coming out, uh, okay. It's coming out real soon, all right. yeah.
0: Uh And where can we buy your perfumes? Is, is it currently only online and perhaps a pop-up uh, that you're planning soon, right?
1: Yeah, so it's actually currently mostly available online, uh, but we will be having it in retail um in stores this September starting with tanks
0: yeah oh that's got to be wonderful all right we're money fm and we know that there are lots of people who you know maybe are ha- have a dream of starting their own perfume business so give us the mm. nuts and bolts what have you learned in terms of your su- from your successes and from your failures as uh, as an entrepreneur
1: oh i mean obviously conceptualizing this over two years And when you finally see your products, you know, it's a a big milestone, right? Because a lot of work has been put behind the brand concept. And with people responding positively to this, it it reaffirms my belief that we are on the right track. I probably wouldn't need to mention all the failures along the way. I think all entrepreneurs need to go through this process. Maybe just one for us.
0: Maybe just one failure. failure. (laughs) Just one.
1: I think it's, It's pivotal. All I can say is I think it's pivotal to surround yourself with the right council and team. Mm. You know, it's like the concept of a peloton in a race. You know, there are a lot of crosswinds in business, and you need to have people you can trust, where teamwork becomes instinctual, you know, and Mm -hmm. people who can ride beside you, where you can conserve your energy to ensure that you can go for that sprint when the time is right. So I think um, with time, we, we grow wisdom, and with time, we grow discernment. On having this core team around us, and I, I guess it's pretty much summed up with this quote from Rumi, which I love. Uh, he said, "You know, seek those who fan your flames." So mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would give that advice to anybody. So One you'd say
0: is- to be successful, you have to pick a good team, not just, you know, um, I suppose a team that enlivens you even as a founder.
1: Correct, because everyone, you know if we want to break it down to the nuts and bolts, everyone can bring the same thing to the table, right? We can pick people with the skill sets and whatnot. But mm-hmm. for me, it goes beyond that. It really comes down to the relationship we built, mm-hmm. you know, with, with staff, with team, with our clients. I, had, I have my suppliers who have been with me since day one. They are my strongest supporters, and I'm very thankful for that. You know, so it's, these, are the, these are, I think, um, the core foundations of any successful business. Okay, still haven't heard of failure yet. But uh <laughs> <laughs> being diplomatic <yeah. laughs>
0: Positive mindset. I can see how you you yeah. view the world very positively. Now tell yeah. us uh, what have been some real challenges though. You're a single mother, is that right? I am, yes. Any challenges for combining what you do on the home front and and the business life?
1: Yeah, I have a wonderful seven-year-old boy. His name is Matthew, and he's the light of my life, and I do this for him. And I think as parents, you know, we lead by example, and I'm constantly trying to find opportunities to show him how to live bravely, Mm -hmm. discipline, you know, integrity, and with resilience. So people often talk about work-life balance. I don't see it that way because Mm -hmm. for me, that's putting my son and my work on either side of a scale, Mm -hmm. and I see it as a joint mission. And uh, my ex-husband, who I regard as one of my closest friends, and he's been with me on this journey since day one, and I'd really like to give him a small shout out. I think he's listening. Hi, Mark. Um, he said one thing the other day which really stuck by me. So, you know, one of my favorites, as I, as I said in Chapter 1, is called Mother Love, and it was created in memory of my mother. Um, and uh, on my social media page, I asked a question. I said, what does mother love mean to you? And his reply, Mark's reply was, it is the act of a mother holding it together for her child when things get tough. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, for me, I think that completely, you know, summarizes what I feel, uh, what it feels like to be a mother and entrepreneur.
0: Oh, beautifully said. Beautifully said. Well, it's been great getting to know you and Mark and Matthew by proxy, Elizabeth. (laughs) Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. In Influence today, we've been speaking with Elizabeth Liao, founder of Maison de Laisie. This interview is part of a special series where we feature inspiring speakers in collaboration with The Peak Magazine's Next Gen Leaders Series. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.